For the fans in the Midwest, but heard coast to coast. The ones that bleed red and yellow. This is the Another Screenplay Chiefs Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Another Screenplay Chiefs Podcast. I am your host, Travis Steffen, and we have a lot to talk about today, but First off, I wanted to start off by apologizing. It's been a little while since I have put out a podcast since the first week of the bye. And a lot of that is because I grouped up with a couple other writers, uh, one from Arrowhead Addict uh, and one from Casey Kingdom, and we started another podcast. So that's up and running now. We've got, we're about three episodes in. We're going to be recording another one tonight to come out on Friday. Uh, it's called The Blitz Package. Look it up on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast apps. So... Go check that out. Hit subscribe. Listen to it. Give it a shot. Let us know what you think. I think it's coming along really well. It started off a little rocky at first. You know, we had to kind of get in the groove of everything of having three people on a podcast, but I think it is coming together well. I think that you guys are going to like it. Having a little more um, variety of opinions. There's definitely some very different opinions in some uh, aspects, but go give it a listen and let us know what you think. But Today, it's just me, and we're going to be talking about what we saw against the Giants and what needs to happen here, because that was an ugly, ugly game, and something drastic needs to change. But to start off, just a few minutes ago, I'm recording this at 4.30 on Wednesday, and the Chiefs just signed free agent Darrell Revis for cornerback position. And everyone remembers Darrell Revis. He was the best cornerback in the league, arguably, for quite a while. Uh, Seven-time Pro Bowler. Played for the Jets for most of his career. Went and played for the Patriots. Won a Super Bowl there. And then signed a huge deal with the Jets. And from what I remember, he came back to the Jets. And he was kind of out of shape, was getting burned quite a bit. Uh, I didn't follow closely, so maybe it's just, you know, the game or two that I did see that seemed worse than it really was. But, um, you know, obviously it had to be decently bad if it's taken this long for him to get signed. I've heard rumors that um, the Chiefs have been trying to sign him all year and he would not accept the deals. So he's finally accepted the deal. Uh, I'm sure it's basically a lot of incentive-based uh, deal and very short-term. But either way, what what you think about Darrell Revis and how good you think he can be, they're making a move. They're trying to fix this situation at cornerback. And I have not agreed with what they've done the last few weeks. Uh, putting in Kenneth Acker, uh, going back to Philip Gaines. I think that Terrence Mitchell is better than both of those guys by a long shot. But the Chiefs are, what for whatever reason, I know that Terrence Mitchell has had his struggles. Uh, I don't think that he's been as bad as a lot of people make him out to be. I think that... You know, I've said a hundred times, no matter who you put over there, getting targeted that many times, they're going to get beat, especially playing that physical uh, play style that Mitchell plays. But either way, um, you know, I don't think it's going to be a huge transition for Revis as he played under Bob Sutton with the Jets. He played in that scheme. He knows the system. So we could see him as early, maybe is this weekend against Buffalo. Uh, I think that that would definitely be something to keep an eye on. That'd probably be what I'd be 
watching the most as he will get targeted quite a bit uh, just to see, you know, what he can do, what, you know, what kind of shape is he in? Because no matter who you really put over there, they're going away from Peters. They're, they're, quarterbacks are still doing everything in their power to not throw to that side of the field. So definitely an interesting sign-up. Um, but the, the problem, and we talked about this on the Blitz Package uh, for Tuesdays, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it uh, for Friday's episode, but my the main thing I want to talk to you guys about is this is the time where throw all of your excuses in the trash. I have gone back and forth with a lot of you guys on Twitter. Um, you know, a lot of you have different opinions than I do about the offense. I think the offense has struggled immensely. I think that it there needs to, there needs to be a spark on both sides of the ball, but especially the offense. It does not look like anyone's real motivated. Uh, you know, we're not seeing anybody get real excited or uh, making huge plays, uh, going out of their way to make a play. Uh, you know, we saw Hill go back and jump up in double coverage for a great, great uh, catch by him. Probably shouldn't have been thrown, but great, great uh, catch by Tyreek Hill. But you saw him afterward, and you can tell there's not a spark there. And... Whoever you think that might be, whether it be Travis Kelsey, who is still on the, I don't know if I would say the leader, uh, that that guy to get you, set you straight, uh, since he's usually the one that needs setting straight with all the penalties and stuff like that, the celebration stuff, but somebody needs to step up because this offense is awful and a offense for the Giants, who has a way worse line than the Chiefs do, they have an Eli Manning that has been regressing for a few years now. You have their top three receivers out. They're literally bringing up guys from the practice squad and starting them at this point. A running back that is meh. They scored more than the Chiefs did, and that is not on the defense. Okay, the defense held the Giants to nine points in regulation. And those field goals came after turnovers from the offense, some of which started in Chiefs territory. So this whole getting real defensive over me criticizing the offense, whatever your excuse may be, throw it in the trash. It means nothing at this point. We, this isn't just a one-time game, a one game, you know, okay, they were off, but they've been great all season. No, it has been over a month of bad play by the offense. Out of the last five games, the only good offensive showing was probably Oakland against a terrible defense, and you just faced one of the worst defenses in the league and you couldn't put up more than nine points. Absolutely miserable. And we're going to go through some of that. Where, where do you place your blame? And you have to start with Alex Smith and Andy Reid. Okay. I'm going to start off with Alex Smith. And I, I, I have some stuff to say about Andy Reid. But 
a lot of you get very defensive when I bring up Alex Smith. And before I start with that, I have given him every chance up to this point. I, I came into the season not even thinking he should start. And we saw what he could do. Okay, maybe he could do this. And when he started looking bad, I defended him as far as I could. I defended him into the bye week after three or four games of bad play in a row. I wrote an article how he shouldn't be your scapegoat. Now, I don't think that he is the sole reason, but he is a very big one in why this offense is not working. Okay, we, we have a lot of people that want to make the excuse that uh, you know, this is the new Alex Smith this year, and you know, he's changed all this stuff after you know, they don't want to talk about the decade of you know, playing before this. And to those fans that want to only talk about this season, then look at the games that are more recent. The last four or five games have been awful, progressively getting worse. Okay, Alex Smith is 27th. Ranked quarterback from PFF since week six. It is awful. And for everyone that wants to blame the offensive line, you cannot tell me that the offensive line on Sunday against the Giants didn't give him enough time to be able to make plays, to be able to make something happen. The happy feet is getting worse. He is hearing footsteps that aren't there. Anytime that someone even gets remotely close, or he thinks is going to be pressure, he doesn't move or even escape the pocket and keep his eyes up. He tucks the ball and runs. And half the time he's running into his own lineman at this point. It is awful. Okay? The same Alex Smith that was escaping pockets and throwing deep down the field is not there anymore. That, that, that was... I don't want to say a fluke, you know, and I I do think that if the play calling was a little better, I think that he would do better, but Alex Smith on his own is playing poor, and this is not the kind of team that is going to win you a Super Bowl, and we talked to this in length on the Blitz package on what to do with this situation, and I I completely agree that it is time for Patrick Mahomes. And before you just shut this off and say, screw this, I'm not listening to this because you are you still think that Alex Smith is going to save you and take you to the Super Bowl, hear me out. Okay? Against the Giants, one of the worst, after a bye week, nonetheless, he looked awful. You can blame the wind all you want, but even when he was throwing with the wind, he was throwing 10 yards short of his receivers. We are seeing him not be able to play against cover two. Any team that can replicate what the Steelers did has dominated us. Okay. We saw Dallas replicate it really well. Now we've seen the Giants even replicate it a little bit and do well. It is bad. Awful. And it's not like cover two is anything like this crazy trick scheme that he Alex Smith is going to take a long time to figure out. This is something that you can find on a Madden tutorial or YouTube. This is not just this crazy scheme that has come out of nowhere and is just surfacing. This is a scheme that has been there forever. 
It is not that hard. And we are seeing when Alex Smith can't make his pre-snap reads, what happens? We see him find his first guy that he thought was going to be, you know, pre-snap made his first read. If that guy is not open, he is panicking. And it is bad. Very, very bad. Like I said, like running into your own offensive line bad. Okay? It's a problem and it's something that needs to be changed. Alex Smith is not leading you. He is not taking those deep shots. He's actually missing quite a bit of guys downfield. We saw it again against the Giants. I think Dallas was worse in that aspect, but I still think this was probably Alex Smith's worst game of the season. We saw a guy that came into the game with only one interception, leave with two, almost three. Okay, we, we, we see a guy that is not executing plays, a guy that is not getting his team, carrying his team when they're struggling. We, we have a guy that is not getting his playmakers the ball, and some of that is on Andy Reid. But when, when you have guys wide open, but you panicked and decided to scramble when you still had time, or you could have stepped up or to the side or got out of the pocket even, that is on you. That is on Alex. The Chiefs were amazing in the red zone at the beginning of the season. Those first five weeks, they are 30th in the red zone now. We are all the way back to last season. It is pathetic. And you can't say we don't have a run game now. Cream Hunt has been good. And you, you talk about Wilson and Conley being out. Okay. You know, I'm a, I, I've talked about how big of a fan I am of Chris Conley that he, and we've seen how underrated he was because you don't have that guy on third and long that you rely on that with the strong hands that can go up and get the ball, get it almost every time. We're missing that. You're missing Wilson, who's played a lot better this year. It's still weird for me to say that we're missing Wilson. But at the same time, you have Travis Kelsey, who is the best tight end in the league, in my opinion. You have Tyreek Hill, who's one of the best upcoming receivers. You have Kareem Hunt. Yet, we still are having issues because of those two guys being gone. Is that the issue? You have Demarcus Robinson, who is getting off his guy and has looked good, not getting targets or even looked at. That I blame on both Andy and Alex. It is a huge problem, and I am tired of hearing the excuses every single week that he can't play under that kind of pressure. He can't play behind that kind of line. Really, because I've seen great quarterbacks play against a, with a lot worse of lines. Okay, We've seen Ru- Russ, uh, Russell Wilson do much better. With a worse line. We have seen Tom Brady do way better with a worse line. Now, Tom Brady, a little unfair. Pretty much Hall of Fame. Just write him in. Don't don't even put a ballot out there. He's going to go in. But you have quarterbacks in this league that can do it. And if you're sitting here telling me, well, he's not Tom Brady. Or he's not Russell Wilson. He's not as good as them. Okay. This is why I don't think that we're going to win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith. And I'm not saying we're going to win it with Mahomes. 
But you have to look at these next, what is it, six games left. Look at the stretch. It is a very easy stretch. I still think even with Mahomes in, you're going to win your division. Now, you may win or lose in the first round of the playoffs. Okay. I don't see Alex making it past the first round of the playoffs. With Mahomes, you're not going to get a better stretch of games to get a guy going, to take his first snaps in the NFL. You're not going to have a guy that is going to do better against poor defense like this. You have teams that are really suffering right now still to play. So if you're not expecting a Super Bowl win, like I told you guys in the preseason, why would you not start him now? Another benefit, even if he struggles, which we know there's going to be struggles, he'll have film to watch on himself in the offseason. He'll have film to go back and see what he cannot get away with in the NFL. All we hear out of, out of uh, practice is how fast he is progressing, how good he looks. And not only do I think that Mahomes can play better than Alex Smith is right now, you have to look at Alex Smith is not giving this team that spark. Go back to the preseason. Anytime Mahomes made a play, you saw defensive players Jumping up and down on the sideline. Could he be that spark? Because we're not seeing it right now. It is a huge problem. Nobody looks motivated out there. Offense or defense. But something needs to change. We can't keep doing the same exact thing. And expecting something to change. The literal definition of insanity. Okay. And we, we, we moved to Andy Reid, okay? You know, we talk about how... Uh, I've, I've told you guys Alex Smith is not going to change after over a decade in the NFL. He's not just going to all of a sudden be this lights-out gunslinger. He did really well in the first part of the season. Now, part of it is the cover, dude, cover two defense that he cannot figure out how to beat. Another part of it is game planning. Andy Reid's play calling has been awful. Against the Steelers, it was awful. Against the uh, Cowboys, it was awful. And against the Giants, it was even worse. A guy that was 16-2 going into the bye came and looked like he was a high school coach against the Giants. This should have been a game that was like varsity versus freshman team. The Giants were... The most broken team in the NFL. A team that just had to have a team meeting last week. You had guys getting suspended for showing up late to practice. I'm not showing up at all. You have guys quitting in the middle of plays. Okay? This should have been a dominant game for the Chiefs. To show that they are a real contender. And at this point, especially after that game, even if they would have won that game but kept it close, I still think that that means that these Chiefs are not Super Bowl contenders at this point. And it is not just because of the quarterback play. It is a whole team differential. The whole team, including the defense, has not looked good at all. The defense has had major struggles. 
So even if Alex Smith wants to step it up again, is the defense good enough to win you a Super Bowl? And even if that is a no, the only reason you keep Smith in really is to build his trade value back up. Because in the last few weeks, his trade value definitely has gone way down. Immensely. You're not going to get much for this guy. You're not getting a first rounder. You're not getting two second rounders. You might get a third round comp pick. I don't I, I don't see you getting much, especially after these games. And for whatever reason, you have little expectation of a Super Bowl. There's no reason then to keep him playing a guy that's not going to be here next year. And we can we can complain all we want about Andy Reid's play calling, how it's gone completely back to 2016 with all the gimmicky and trick plays that he tends to want to bring out again against the Giants. How many screen plays did we see? Dear God, how many times did we just see uh, Travis Kelsey go five yards and turn around? It, it's trash. We saw good play calling in the first part of the season. And a lot of that is why we did so well. But Andy Reid, just like Alex Smith, is not going to change how he calls games for an entire season, especially after his whole career been doing it this way. And the Andy Reid talk, I don't think he needs to be fired at this point. But at the same time, and I know he won't be fired at this point just because he signed that huge deal. And they're still going to make the playoffs. But we have to take a step back and look for a conversation another day. If we hold players like Alex Smith to a standard, Alex Smith has been in, stuck in a rut, getting us to the divisional round and losing. If Mahomes can't get past that, and it's still a game you know, where it's play-calling issues as well, do you fire your head coach? Do you keep a guy around just because you he wins you a lot of regular season games but doesn't get you anywhere in, in the playoffs? I don't know about you guys. I'm here to win a Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm not here to watch a really good regular season and be disappointed again every year. So that's something to think about, conversation for another day. Um, but he's continuing to go against away from the run game again. And, you know, we, we saw what happens when he sticks with it and keeps giving Kareem Hunt the ball, and you'll see some big plays open up. The Giants game, while he got some carries, every time the momentum started picking up, Kareem Hunt got a big carry, or got a big carry and got called back because of offensive holding that was would not have affected the run at all. But here nor there, anytime the run game started to get going, Andy called pass plays. Both Alex Smith and Travis Kelsey's interceptions came right after Kareem Hunt just picked up 10 to 12 yards. Why? Andy wants to throw the ball, and that's all he wants to do. And I cannot understand when you have a top three running back, why you keep going away from him. Especially when Alex Smith is having the struggles that he is. Why do you keep going away from what's working and going to what is not working? It is terrible. And it's pissing me off more than you can imagine. My wife will tell you, I'm sitting down here yelling at the TV on Sundays. 
It is gross. I don't understand why he continues to go away from a running back who was getting 4.1 yards per carry on Sunday and giving it to Alex Smith, who is underthrowing his receivers by 10 yards. Or getting happy feet and giving up on plays. Scrambling when you shouldn't in overtime. Or right before overtime. Okay? There's no... Andy Reid is not getting his players and putting them in the position to succeed. With the play calling. But... Alex Smith has to do a better job of getting his playmakers the ball, audibling when need to. We've seen we've seen him kill plays numerous times, and it turned out to be a bust because he can't read the defense in cover two, apparently. Something needs to change, and it's not going to be Andy Reid. So why not Mahomes? If you have a rebuttal for that on why you think that Alex Smith can still take you to a Super Bowl and win, please, at NFL on Twitter, let me know. Because I'm tired of the excuses for the offense. We sit here and we bash on the defense every week. But no one wants to talk about the problems on the offense. And whether the offense or defense is having issues, once again, if you're not going to the Super Bowl, what is the point and wasting your time. The Bills put in Nathan Peterman because they know that they're not going to a Super Bowl this year. Yes, Tyrod Taylor had a couple bad games. I still thought that they, they should have kept him in and, you know, at least make the playoffs for the first time in, what, 18 years. But their coach came out and said, we are not here to make the playoffs and lose in the first round. We're here to win Super Bowls. We're, we're looking to see what we have and Nathan Peterman, and obviously it was terrible. Five interceptions in the first half, and that could happen with Mahomes. I definitely think that Mahomes is a way better quarterback than Nathan Peterman. I watched both their tape coming out of college, and I was not impressed with Peterman, but, you know, there's Dak Prescott's in the in the world. There's going to be guys that come out of nowhere, and I think that you have to give it a shot if you know you're not going to the Super Bowl. Or at least 99% sure. So, anyways, we're going to move on a little bit to the defense. And we'll talk about this next game. But on the defensive side, once again, your defense held them to 9 points in regulation. Okay? You guys want to sit here and blame Philip Gaines. Yes, he is a terrible cornerback at this point, And I cannot understand why they put him in. But that play in overtime that he got just torched should never have happened. This game should have never gone into overtime. You're telling me that a team that has given up 80-something points in two games gave the 49ers their first win? We couldn't put up more than nine points? That is on the offense. Okay? And once again, most of their field goals came after the turnovers by the Chiefs, starting in Chiefs territory. Can't really blame them there. You know, you, you guys want to talk, you keep asking me about Justin Houston. And I think that the problem with Justin Houston is it's the same thing as Hunt. Okay? With Kareem Hunt, the offensive game plan, or the defenses are game planning around Kareem Hunt. They're forcing Alex Smith to make deep plays, beat them deep. 
while Alex Smith is not beating them deep and punishing punishing them to fo- by focusing on the run and we're not running enough play action in my opinion they're not punishing them same thing with with uh the defensive side when you don't have someone on the other side of Justin Houston offenses are game planning for him yes giants have a weak line how many times did you see him get chipped? How many play action did you see? How many times did you see double teams on Justin Houston? Because they don't care who's on the other side. No one's afraid of Frank Zombo. Honestly, I don't think anyone's afraid of D Ford. You know, we, we look at Justin Houston back before he got hurt. Ford was looking good, I guess. Tom Bahali was still playing pretty well. There was a threat on the other side. There is not that threat anymore. So they're game planning around Justin Houston. That is why you're not seeing him get the sacks. He's still getting back there. He's not getting the sacks. Okay? I don't think that Justin Houston has completely regressed and is terrible by any means. I think every time, you know, I kind of wonder about it every game, but then I go back and watch the film, and I'm seeing a lot better than what I saw in the broadcast. It's just not popping out to you because he's not making those big plays. Speaking of big plays, Daniel Sorensen playing that robber mode got to get an interception this year when they the Giants tried to pull a trick play with their running back throwing. Chiefs couldn't capitalize on it. Couldn't take that momentum and capitalize on it against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It absolutely blows my mind. Okay? I think that Raglan probably had his best game of the career. I think that even Andy Reid even mentioned that in his interview. I think Raglan and uh, Pierre Lewis are both coming along. I think that they are going to be the two guys that take over when DJ leaves. And I think we're going to keep seeing them kind of dwindle DJ out, giving him less and less snaps. And I'm fine with that. I love DJ to death. But he's been terrible this year. He has not been DJ. I think that those two being in the game have been a lot better for this defense. I think that uh, they attack and not the wrong holes or take bad angles or not able to get to the edge. I think that Pierre Lewis is really good at getting sideline to sideline. has better speed. He can cover. I think that Raglan is starting to become that thumper-style linebacker we've all been waiting for. So... Really, the defense has looked better, of course, against a terrible opponent in the Giants. Definitely could have gone a little more ways. There was a lot of drop balls, but nonetheless, they looked better. Against Dallas, they looked better against the run. I think that this leaving two middle linebackers in instead of bringing Sorensen down is doing wonders. I think that it is making this team a lot better, and I definitely hope that they keep it going forward. Um, and keeping Sorensen up high or in coverage, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I like him in that robber role. I think that that's really only his, that's his only real success right there is when he's able to play that robber mode. Um, but either way, bring it, bring him up for some blitz packages, whatever you want to do. Keep Parker deep. Uh, maybe Darrell Revis will be the solution to that right, right cornerback position. Steven Nelson should be back in this game. I know he got he was hurting pretty bad uh, at, late in the game. 
Um, he is practicing as far as I know, so I do expect him to be in this game. Um, with the Darrell Rivas signing, I'm guessing he will be the right cornerback on nickel packages. Maybe even uh, standard 3-4 sets, depending on Nelson. But either way, this team is not a Super Bowl contender team right now. By any means. And with all the excuses that I've seen over this season, especially in the last five games, throw them in the trash. I, I will attest to any of your excuses to this point. And I will tell you, are you going to win a Super Bowl even with that excuse? Because there's no excuse for losing to the Giants, especially the way that we did. So, take all of your excuses. You can make all the excuses that you want. That's not going to win you a Super Bowl. And if you're not going to win a Super Bowl, see what you have in your rookie quarterback. I'm not saying he's going to get you past the first round of the playoffs. He might. We don't know until we play him. And we won't know. Probably unless we lose to the Bills. If we lose to the Bills, dear Lord, it, it will be full-on panic mode. Because this team desperately needs a win. They are 6-4 and four right now after starting 5-0. and oh. It is bad. They need to get a win by a large margin. The Chiefs need to dominate this week and get back on top of things if they want to be a Super Bowl contender. Even a deep playoff contender they need to put up big points against this buffalo bills defense they need to stop the bills and LaShawn mccoy is going to be a big thing to answer to our run defense has not been great it's getting better i think with the you know two middle linebackers so it'll be interesting to see if they can do what they did to ezekiel elliott but at the same time, while they kept Ezekiel Elliott to like 3.4 yards per carry, the secondary couldn't hold up their end. And we all know the offense couldn't score. So I think that I like the signing of Darrell Reeves. I do. I think that it, it shows they're making an effort to make a change. And who knows? Maybe he'll be just as bad as Gaines. I doubt it. But at the same time, at least they're doing something. So that's something to be excited for. You know, like we, we brought in Terrence Mitchell late last year. He didn't see his first real snaps until I think it was the Falcons game. Played down the stretch really well. That could be a thing with Darrell Revis. That could be a situation that we see again this year where we bring in a quarterback late in the season and he finishes out the season really well. And if you get that position fixed and play, and the defense is playing even 80% of what they were last season for the rest of the year into the playoffs, and you get the offense even 85% of what it was early on in the season, we'll, we'll talk. But at this point, this team is not a Super Bowl contender. But that is all I got for you guys today. Uh... This show will definitely be moving to a once-a-week show, probably on Wednesdays. 
uh, since I am recording twice with uh, the Blitz Package guys. Uh, but let me know what you guys think. Let me know it, what if you guys still have an excuse. I still don't think you should. But if you do and you think you can argue it, fine. At Stefan NFL, let me know there. I'll be putting out an article on Saturday morning talking about the excuses in more depth. So be on the lookout over there on Arrowhead Attic for that. And be sure to subscribe on iTunes, on Stitcher, wherever you get this podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you know when this episode, the next episode comes out. Because we had about two weeks where I didn't record an episode because I was working on the other podcast. So let me know what you guys want to hear, what you guys want to hear talking about. I'm finishing up watching the film tonight right before I record with the other guys. So let me know what you guys think and make sure to hit subscribe, go check it out on blog talk radio. And I will talk to you guys next week.